0: Opportunity and Archie says, get up there.
1: And he told me he came within an inch. He's still mad he didn't get cast in in Hee-Haw. I thought I had it. I thought I had it. Excuse me.
0: Can I quit this podcast?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I told Eddie Murphy to stay in college so he'd have something to fall back on. (laughs) That is great advice. Exactly. How about the lighter side of history? The lighter I'm side... I
0: got laughing on my show! Okay.
1: I know a lot of things, and I share them on the podcast, and you don't care.
0: What are we talking about? We're...
1: I can't get a word in edgewise <laughs> on this show. I mean, it's...
0: Here's how we sell it. Okay. So all of a sudden you start, and I'm talking, you know, even the crickets weren't cricking, you know, like he, and I'm in the back on a bar stool against the wall, but I was close to him, because the place was so small, but it was packed, and he's eating it. I mean, it is, it is, (laughs) it's so funny, and he's doing Jewish jokes, and I could see him, he was pacing, because what do you do? He's pacing like a lion, and out of frustration, he turns to the crowd and he goes, do any of you people know what a bagel is? <laughs> and the guy in the corner goes, yeah, it's a hunting dog. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I that mean, is so I screamed. Oh. And the guy, he wasn't making a joke. It was like, you know, it, I always ask Jenny, did you ever do that story on Leno or, or anything? And he, he never was uh, definitive about whether he did or didn't, but Oh, well, what a what classic, classic. Classic what story. What a story. You could, who could invent that? You, you can't
1: could. invent that. I'm telling you, we've all seen uncomfortable moments for comedians on stage. And audiences. Because, I gotta tell you, I was hosting at Rascals, a wonderful comedy club in West Orange, New Jersey. 400 people, packed. I'm hosting. Perfect comedy room,
0: big rectangle. Perfect. Perfect stage. Perfect, perfect. Sound system. Perfect.
1: Everything, and a great manager who kept everybody in line, Danny McKenna. Now it's me, and it's a comic from Boston named Teddy Bergeron, and the late great Dennis Wolfberg. And the crowd is hot, and I have a really good warm-up, and I bring up Teddy, and how do I put this? Teddy has had too much to drink. Jackie it wasn't
0: his first time
1: no and it was way too much to drink and he really couldn't focus on his act and he blurted out a joke that's not that funny in the first place Um, I just had a penis transplant but my right hand rejected it. so which is okay, a, which a great joke. Well, okay, yeah, he does it, he gets a little laugh, but the audience is very weirded out by, and quiet by this time because they're worried about what's going on. So he's sort of incoherent for another minute, and then he goes to the audience, hey, I just had a penis transplant and my right hand rejected it. He did the joke twice. And the, the was he being funny or no, did he not no, know where he was? No, no, he didn't. He didn't know. Was and it was, it was just a minute later. It was so awkward. The audience was completely quiet. Tony Camacho, who was one of the bouncers, had to go to the... Oh, man. I still remember cringing. Walks to the side of the stage and says, Teddy, you have to come off now. And he was walked off the stage. 400 people, dead quiet. I'm the host. I have to go on after this. So I and, and get up on the, on the end, edge of the stage, I look at the audience, and I go <laughs> And I walk slowly to the microphone, and I turn to the audience, and I said, hey folks, guess what? I just had a penis transplant, and my right hand rejected it and the place exploded.
0: I was so hoping that's what you were going to say. I
1: did that. You know why? And you know this well. The audience is there. They want to have a good time. They don't want their night ruined. They're having a good time. Teddy was... And the balloon
0: was like this, and you went pow!
1: And then I can top that, because I did 10 minutes, got them all back, got everybody laughing again, introduced Dennis Wolfberg, and he walked to the microphone and turned to the audience and said, "Hey, folks." I just got a penis transplant, and my right hand rejected it. That was his open, opening line. And the place exploded again, and he went off to the races. And that joke was done four times that
0: night. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's so wonderful.
1: Oh, what, what a great story. You and
0: know, um, oh, I, I love that stuff.
1: I the, love it. The, one.
0: one of our shows, you talked about Jack Raymond with the were your Parents' uh, First Cousins. Do you know the other I don't think I told it the other classic story about him?
1: I does it have to do with a television show? Because no. there's going to be a third classic story about him if it doesn't have to do with it. He tell was, tell yours.
0: He was on stage. I don't know whether he's doing well or not doing well, but I guess he had come up with a joke. And he had no idea that <laughs> Linda McCartney had shown up. So Rick Newman brought her in and sat her in the back and sat with her. But it's not like Paul McCartney walking in. Everybody's like, this, Paul McCartney. Who the hell knows who Linda McCartney is? And she's sitting in the back and Grayman says, what would you call a dog with wings? Linda McCartney. (laughs) He invented that joke, which went around like wildfire. But what are the odds that she is sitting there, and Truman's like, See? you know, it's almost like, Linda, come sit down. I got, and hey, I got her all teed up for you, you know. So uh, I never J- met that guy. Jack Grayman
1: was out of his mind, okay, and he was on the dating game.
0: But not a not a drunken, druggy guy. No, 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 just
1: crazy, just, just in, in a, you know, in a crazy kind of a way. And he was on the dating game, and he won and because he was crazy you introduce the winner who comes out and meets the the woman for the first time and they're going to find out where their dream date is (laughs) and (laughs) and yeah yeah, yeah, the taste of honey by by herb albert and he walks out to the music and he kisses her on the cheek and he whispers in her ear this is filthy i don't know if we'll make it on the air he whispers in her ear on the air live i'm gonna lick
0: And could, did no, it come out no, nobody day? heard it. The only
1: person who heard it was, was, the heard. One, was her and it's live on TV. Alright, so it's taped. Nobody else hears about this happening. He tells the comics at the comic strip, my show's on tonight and I said this in the woman's ear and you gotta see it, it's so funny. So we're, the TV's on in the comic strip. are watching the dating game. We watch Jake, Jack Grayman win. We watch him come out as the winner, give her a kiss on the cheek. You can see her whisper, him whispering something in her ear. And you see her face go, <laughs> <laughs> it really happened. And uh, he's the only one who knew it. And the, obviously the girl. And
0: obviously he probably didn't see her reaction. Either. No.
1: But we all saw it, and we all died
0: laughing. I oh, mean, that, that's.
1: I don't know if they ever went on a How do you go my, on a yeah, date? Yeah, that was my next after question. The, no, how do you go out on a date on a, after that? And,
0: and if they did how to go. I mean, I mean and that, that that's thats being crazy. I, that is,
1: he's, he's out of his mind. And back in those days, you and your dating game chaperone are <laughs> going to yeah. the Hilton in Las Vegas for mm-hmm. three... You know, can you imagine? Do you,
0: do you... Speaking of television, I don't think I... You know, if you tell a story enough times you think you saw it. Yeah. But supposedly, when John Mulrooney was on Star Search, you know this story with Rosie? I don't. Mulrooney's on Star Search with Rosie O'Donnell, and he hands down, blows her off the stage, and you know, they do the reveal at the end. Like we're all of a sudden, there's the scores, and And he's standing there next to Rosie, and and they say, and the winner is, and as they're saying, and the winner is, he's like, you know, and the (laughs) winner is Rosie O'Donnell. And he, (laughs) (laughs) that's got to exist somewhere. I mean, he had so clearly won. Every
1: comedian I ever spoke to who was on Star Search and didn't win said angrily, it was fixed, it was fixed.
0: You know, I don't know if it's fixed, but I lost by the smallest amount you could lose. Uh, I, I, I averaged three, and Steve, whatever his name, that's not the guy from Jackass, but he was a comedian, had, I had Jack Martling three stars, Steve so-and-so 3.25 stars. When I did the show, and you don't forget this, when they show your score, I looked over, and it was two, four, three, three. So I averaged a three. When it aired on TV, my scores were three, 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 which is the exact same thing (laughs) mathematically, but that isn't what happened, which made me question, you know. Well,
1: you should question it. That doesn't make any sense. But
0: that, you know, and I never told you that story, the way Star Search worked, it, and it was so great. It was so professional. Howard, even, Howard Stern said to me, when you went on going out to L.A. to do Star Search, I thought we'd never see you again. He thought I was going to get discovered. He really thought I had something going on. <clears throat> We're not to do it. And it's it was such a first-class operation, especially if you've never really done television, which i never done. So, like, you, you, they pick you up, and you stay in a good place, and you're treated, blah, 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 blah. But the way it worked was either the day before or the afternoon of, you perform your act for the crew.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. Not,
0: not on stage or anything, but the, I, I think there was like a, like a rec room or wherever it was, the makeup people, the camera, you know, so they could get an idea for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did my act, and there was an African-American makeup girl, and as I was standing there, she came over and she said, you gonna win? And I would never been wrong. <laughs> and then when I lost, I said, where is she? Where? <laughs> I'd never been wrong. <laughs> so it was like the kiss of death. You know?
1: I always question comedy contests because comedians really are not competing against each other. They're just trying to make an audience laugh. And, 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 these and things... not only
0: that, in this thing, there was a first wave of Star Search. Okay, where they took all the best, best guys and girls. And they when they did the next wave, Claudia McMahon, instead of going, Ed, Ed's daughter, she didn't go to the comic strip and, and mm-hmm. catch her out so of She came out to the East Side Comedy Club. And so a bunch of us auditioned. <coughs> she said, Oh, Jackie, was so thrilled to have you on the show, but well, She couldn't have been nicer. This is long before. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was on a certain show one day a week or something. Yeah. And uh, so it, was, it wasn't quite the same. <coughs> you know, pizzazz, but I was 37 years old. Yeah. You, know, the, you know, Catch a Rising Star, the upcoming star, is like, you know, 18, 20, not a 37-year-old man with a pot belly, you know. And I, the guy, Steve, that I competed against was a young, thin, good-looking guy, and he was funny, but, like, you, you had to look at it and say, if that guy was going to, me, if, if that guy was going to make it, wouldn't it have happened already? You know? <laughs> and I, hey, you can I'll start, never know if that had anything to do with anything. You, you
1: know? can start at any age. There's no age limit for starting in comedy. Rodney, and you know this better than I, would complain over and over again, I started too late, I started too late, right?
0: Right, right, but the, that's not a youngster's up-and-coming contest, but <laughs> in the game of life, right? right? There's no, you know. You read about these guys, these guys that pass away um, what's his name, Ned Beatty, that just yeah, passed yeah, yeah. away, who was a, not a major star, but everybody knew who he was, and he did hundreds of movies, but he don't, nobody knew who he was until he did Deliverance, and I think he was 40 when he did Deliverance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, People knocked right. around forever and ever. Right. You know, yeah. I, I, was in, uh, I was dating a girl who was way crazy young for me, too young for me, who I met at the Fort Lauderdale comic strip, and she was down there doing a play. She was touring the country in a Neil Simon play, and it was built into her contract that she's allowed to fly somebody in every couple weeks. Because you're young girls, yeah. so you could fly in a friend or whatever. I don't think it was supposed right. to be a guy, but I went to see her in Toronto, and Philadelphia, or whatever. <clears throat> but the first time I went to see the play, we went out afterwards, the Joe Allens. <laughs> and one of the people in the play was uh, Bill Macy from more. Sure. Sure. So we're sitting around eating, and they, they're all so nice. And and he's like, "What do you do?" I said, "And this is like 1980." And I'm like, <clears throat> "I just started trying stand-up comedy. I tried to be a musician, but I'm comic, and I'm, you know, I'm bombing bad, you know." And he said, "I bombed for 20 years." Yeah. And I bombed for 20 years doing small time, and then I, <laughs> st- you know, I stumbled upon more, and that's the way it works. Right. And, and there's a hundred of me that didn't stumble upon more, you know, that's just... You
1: can do what you want no matter what your age, although, I remember this joke, I don't remember the comic who did it, but Tony Randall had a baby at age 79.
0: Right, he was an antique.
1: And and there was a comic who said, Tony Randall is the only person uh, in the country who's looking for an assisted living facility that has daycare. Oh, that,
0: that, that. Uh, I, I mean, that, that is a joke. Saying. I
1: don't know who I forget, but, but what? My God, you know. You know, uh, you're not exactly going to win the potato sack race when your kid is in first grade. It's, you
0: know, that's that is staggering. That is that staggering, is.
1: Yeah. You know. That he could do it at seventy-nine.
0: I love this. It's always exciting, and uh, we're not going to do a formal goodbye because we want the next show to pick up like we just to pass the baton. Tease
1: a story about Red McCready when you pulled up and he was pumping gas.
0: My friend Red McCready <laughs> worked with my band, but he didn't really. He We never paid him, but I couldn't pay him because there was not one thing he did that I didn't have to redo. <laughs> if he set up an amplifier, a microphone, a sound system. I had to check everything and usually redo it. So that's not really helping me <laughs> and then he got hired at the east side comedy club and he worked the door for a while do you know the story of that he's working yes. the door and do you know about the 20 dollar bill hey a new episode of
1: stand-up memories every wednesday how exciting is that it's starring me peter bales
0: and right here jackie the joke Man, martin please follow us on social media search it out What is it? Me space? My space? Your space? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. (laughs) Do-da, (laughs) do-da.